are having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. We've both had our fair share of time with other people's kids lately and often take a look at ourselves to evaluate where we're currently at. Now, while everyone's path is different, it makes you wonder if maybe you missed the boat altogether or if another one will sail by when the tide is right. I don't know. Having patience during those times can be challenging. Jen, where are you in terms of wanting kids and and feeling the pressure that comes along with, you know, the clock the proverbial clock that's ticking. Woof, is it ticking? That's like kind of all I have to say about that. But, you know, it's unfortunate women in general have to deal with that, whereas men don't. I mean, I think there is to some degree a clock for men because like your things don't all work perfectly the older you get. But I feel like life is sort of passing me by and it's out of my control. I actually was talking to Lauren. We were catching up and she was asking me about dating. And I said, Lauren, Lauren Leonelli, our other co-host who hasn't been here in a while. (laughs) She's co-hosting behind the scenes and helping me out. But, uh, I was saying how it's just so frustrating because I can do anything in my life by myself. You know, I can travel to all these places. I can start a business. I can do whatever I want, but in my mind, I want to have a family with a partner, not go have a baby on my own. So I am waiting for that partner to then do the next thing, which is have the baby. But having the baby requires me to have my body be a certain, you know, it has to have certain abilities in order to do so. And I'm just watching the time go by and I'm like infuriated because I can help myself with so many other things. And in this case, as much effort as I put forth, I'm basically helpless. And well, you don't have control. You, you like having right. control. I mean, all of us like having control to a certain degree, but you right. like having control on a lot of things. But, and this is something you can't control. So it's driving you mad a little Bonkers, bit? basically. But the good news is I only want one kid, so I can squeeze it out towards the, like the end of that window of time. Gross, gross, <laughs> squeeze. Just find some other adjectives. All right. <laughs> well, I think it can still happen for me. And that is great. And I believe everything's meant to be. And so it just hasn't happened because it hasn't been meant to happen yet, but I do feel very strongly about it happening and I want it to happen. So the apps that exist are very frustrating because I feel like there's people on there that are just literally on there for the gamification or validation or because they think they should be, but then they like ignore the app. There's no momentum. I don't know. What about you, Rob? Where are you at with all this? You know, as far as like the boat sailing us by, I, I I constantly think about that kind of stuff. And I think about like, well, maybe it's just not, maybe I just wasn't meant to be that, you know, maybe I wasn't meant to, 
to, to have the kids or to get married. Maybe that's not the, the life that I'm supposed to have, you know, some days I'm like, I'll get there and I'll have it. And some days I'm like, you know, well, fuck, maybe that's, that's just something that's gone by, you know, but I am very, um, I, I believe that everything happens the way it's supposed to happen in the time it's supposed to happen. I mean, my sister and I were just talking about this yesterday because she just got a new job and she would not have gotten this job, which she is very, very excited about if, um, if she hadn't gone through the different steps that led her to where she is right now. Does that make sense? Yeah. 100%. So like, I think that, and I have, I have a really, really good friend who's trying to get pregnant and she can't, she's having a lot of trouble. And you know, that's the one thing that she's focusing on, focusing on She's married. She's got the perfect husband. She went through a lot of bad apples to find this fantastic guy. And now she's, you know, really focused on having this child, but at the same time, she's got a whole bunch of shit going on in her career. Or if she had, a, if she did get pregnant and had a baby, you know, nine months from now, it might be smack dab in like four shows she's trying to produce. And, and if she were to, you know, have the child while she's producing four shows, maybe she wouldn't be able to put the effort into those shows. Or maybe I just feel, I keep telling her, I'm like, your timing is probably going to be perfect for when you do get pregnant, you know? Um, but at the same time, I'm a, you, I am a guy and I don't mind being uh, an older dad. What did I want to be younger and be able to hang out with my kids and play and like roll around and not be tired after 10 minutes? Yeah. But maybe my dreams of having, you know, a small football team in the backyard, which I wanted at one time is now, you know, just one kid or two kids, just as long as I have that feeling of what it's like to, you know, be a dad. Yeah. Well, I think that like, you got to probably put effort into doing that if you want to get. Well, here's, here's the other thing, Jen, is that like, I've been approached by uh, uh, some friends who are a lesbian couple and, um, you know, they, they asked me to be the father of their child and, but not like to father the child, but be the father in that kid's life, be that male figure in the child's life. And to me, it was a slam dunk. Of course I will. Because not only am I getting to have that experience of actually being a father to somebody, but then like now the pressure is off in my next relationship to have to get that done. Does that yeah. make sense? So it like, does, but is that really and truly what you want? Like you don't actually want a partner to have a baby with in that experience. You no, of want course that. I do. Of course I do. But like what I'm saying is I'm not, it's not like, I'm like, okay, well now my window is 32 to 36 because I want to have a kid and I want to like date them for a little bit and see where things are. And you know what I mean? Now it's like, okay, well, I've done that. Now I, now I have my child. I have my baby. I can date whoever I want, wherever I want, without any kind of restrictions involved. So you just don't mind that your kid wouldn't have like the typical parental structure. Right. And maybe I meet that, I meet somebody anyway and have a, like another family on the, you know, conventional family on the side, if that's the word that we use today. I don't even know what the word to use. I guess that's conventional. I just uh, like all times are a changing. So it's a little like up in the air. I think like if we look at what's happening with like celebrity couples, for example, Courtney Kardashian has three kids with Scott Disick, but now she's with 
Travis Barker and they want to get pregnant, which by the way, I think they already are, but whatever. I'm like the baby sniffer outer. I can always tell when someone's pregnant. She's definitely Mm. pregnant. Then we've got like Kylie and Travis and they have two, but they're not married. Goldie and Kurt have their whole family. So I guess that's just the way things are going. I actually have two sets of girlfriends from college who are both, they have two kids with their baby daddy because I don't know what to call them. I guess they're romantic partner or something. Who's to say, but they're not married. So it's just something that now you can do. And I don't think it's for me to do that. I really do want the more traditional, like husband and wife have kid, raise them together, equal partnership at the same house, you know, at family dinner every night, or, you know, they, they have, the family. It's the family unit. They don't have like very separate grandparents and different experiences and are pulled apart. And I right, right, right. But, but I, like I understand, I understand what you're it. saying, but like, um, the, the, I think the thing about, you know, the ship sailing you buy and all that other stuff that we're talking about is like, we, that's fine for when we were growing up and, you know, fantasizing about what we want, but now we have to look at the reality of where we are in our lives and what that looks like. So, it's like a day by day thing. You take it as it comes. And if this is the way I'm going to be a dad, or maybe there's a different way that you're going to be a mom, then you take that. And then you, if there's a different way you get married, like what if somebody wanted to get married and had two kids or or that you met, or they've got, they already had their two kids. They don't want anymore. Do you know what I mean? Are these things that like you throw out, you know, or like you kind of just got to play it by the, the way the waves are coming in. You can only ride the wave that is you're given. Right. Yeah, well, I'm, right now the the wave we are both riding is being single and trying to figure out, you know, how to bring our family goals to life. Well, you're trying to figure it out. I'm taking it as it comes. Like I'm not trying yeah, to figure sure. anything. But you're also considering maybe, you know, parenting a child with your lesbian couple friends. So I think yeah. that today's guests are actually trying to solve the problem that we're all considering as they are on a mission to bring family-oriented singles together. Emily Lauren Berg, Hey Baby CEO, is a two-time founder and C-level operations strategist with Wall Street Roots. Emily has launched and raised capital for startups in the community, events, and wellness sectors. And she is the only person to have been a financial markets expert on CNN and produced a carnival on Skid Row, we think. Emily's Hey Baby co-founder, Chaz McFeely, has over 25 years of award-winning marketing and advertising experience for brands big and small, and most recently was the creative director of Redbubble, an Australian e-commerce business. In 2011, he built his own dating site, Hook Chaz Up, where he was the only profile. It messed up his life for a little while. That is amazing, by the way, to start your own dating site just for you. So your friends have to go. Everybody that comes on has only got one choice. And it was Chaz. Their dating app is for people who want or have kids and is designed to help people find lasting relationships. And while some serious dating apps feel like you're filling out medical forms, Hey Baby is anything but boring. Welcome to the show, Chaz and Emily. Thank you so much for coming. We are very, very excited to speak with you because we know that I am a fan of the apps. I use them regularly and we have a lot of questions for you. But first, we must know, are you single, taken, or it's complicated? Emily, why don't you feel that one for... <laughs> uh, I'll go first. Um, I am... It's complicated. 
So I, 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 is that a thing? Do you say I am? I dot, am dot, it's dot. complicated. It's Can complicated. It's complicated. And we'll it's, complicated. it's complicated. And, and you, you, you've got it. So I am engaged, but I say it's complicated because I'm engaged and like possibly never actually having a wedding. Okay. I don't know. You get engaged and people are like, oh, when are you getting married? And it was initially easy to say like, oh, it's the pandemic. I don't know. We don't want a Zoom wedding. We want everybody to be there. Um, and now we're just sort of like, why wedding? Why get married? I don't know. Maybe we're just never going to do that. So we're engaged. We use the term fiance, although I actually personally hate that term, but also at you know being past sort of... Um, Teen years using the term boyfriend and girlfriend also seems ridiculous. Yeah. Partner sort of clinical, so we're just sort of this is what we're left with. But um, yeah, so it's complicated to to be like with your life person who is sort of your husband person, but maybe you're never going to like put on a dress and make a thing in front of a crowd person. So yeah, <laughs> your soul entwined. Your soul there entwined. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yep. You're and the guy who does the laundry but lets it sit roommate. in the washing machine. Yeah, there you go. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So how did you guys meet? Uh, so this is also a story. I'm glad you asked. Um, for somebody who works um, as a CEO of a dating app, I, as you mentioned, was a heavy dating app user, um, but did not actually meet my fiance person on an app. I met him on Clubhouse, which is actually not the, the first time people met and got engaged on Clubhouse, I now know. But um, in early days, yeah, um, in February of 2021, we met in a room on Clubhouse. And a few weeks later, uh, met in person, and he proposed, and we got engaged the next day. So I guess that's more of the, it's complicated. I'm sort of backing into the story. Wow. We got engaged within a day of meeting in person. and. Whoa. Uh, yeah, and 14 months later, here we are. Wait, she oh took way, way longer <laughs> accepting yeah. the CEO position of this company than she did getting engaged. Oh my goodness. Oh my I God. have so, so many questions for you. My, my first one is, what the hell is Clubhouse? No problem. <laughs> that's amazing. He's very out of touch with social media, but that's okay. At least we have him on Instagram and this yeah. podcast. But yeah. speaking of Clubhouse, so mm-hmm. were you both guests or like speakers in this room? Were you listeners? Was one of you leading the clubhouse talk? What was the talk about? What did you have in common? I need to know it all. Okay. First of all, I love you. And second of all, um, it was a room, um, of like a friend, a friend of mine was in a room with a couple of people he knew and some very high profile person who my fiance has worked with before came in along with thousands of other people. So I became a talker on a stage with this very high profile person, had a very heated argument with him and all of these people stuck around to watch and it went on for hours. And eventually the crowd receded and my fiance and 20 or so other people stuck around. And I said, this has been a great conversation. Why don't we do it again? And I started a room called Digital Humanity, which was a group of tech CEOs, venture capitalists, a rocket scientists, creators. And I led that room every week for nine months. And my fiance, who um, is in Web3 and crypto and is an, an engineer, was part of that group. And so we started to meet in this room that I led every week. And very quickly, he and I started to chat offline. And that became like 
FaceTiming and, and like talking all the time and, you know, cue like <laughs> cue little tweeting birds and violins and all of that. And that was the very romantic part. But to your point, it was around this shared interest we had through mutual friends and mutual contacts on both of our sides on this global audio stage um, that then went into a smaller group around shared interests and mutual discussion. And then the sparks were flying and, and then real life. And now here we are. That's awesome. We've had so many guests on this show that are experts that talk about like going and finding your person. Yeah, of course, on the dating apps, but having a shared interest is really important. And like, what's your hobby? And like, go do your hobby and then you'll find somebody that you already have something in common with. I don't have any hobbies. I was very scared when they were going to ask me what my hobby was. I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have a hobby. Watching reality TV is my hobby. That happens in my house. If you're here already, then we're already in a good space. But the fact that you created your own room where your hobbies already existed and you know what you wanted to talk about and that people could come in there that were going to be based on what you liked already, that you just took out like five steps to the whole beginning of the dating process, right? Rob, yeah, I'm not here to <laughs> I'm not here to show for Clubhouse, Rob, like not at all, but you you are like there's a room for you right there if you want to go in your pajamas with the TV on in the background and talk to people about reality TV and hope that there's going to be somebody in that room who like sparks for you a little bit. That possibility exists for you. I'm just oh. putting it out there. Okay. <laughs> Wait, was that Honey Trap intentional? Like were you hoping to meet a mate through that or was that just circumstance For, are you asking me that Chess? yeah yeah oh 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 my god no 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 so well this is more to rob's point so the additional backstory here relevant backstory is uh, i had broken my hand playing tennis so another hobby right uh, relevant to the tale you know I'd you're supposed to use hand. a racket with tennis right <laughs> it was a very aggressive game okay um I broke my hand and couldn't type couldn't drive, couldn't do anything and had newly gotten on clubhouse. And it was sort of the perfect way to spend the time when I couldn't do anything else. So that's actually why I was even on it in the first place. So this also became sort of a joke, like this horrible thing of breaking my hand, not being able to play tennis, not being able to do anything. And then I was, I had sort of the time and space to be on this app and connect with people from my life who were now also newly on the app because it was just starting to really blow up and listen to all these really cool conversations with like the director of NASA and before Elon Musk came on when it was like very cool and exclusive. Oh. And so, no, I wasn't looking for anything other than to like just get some intellectual stimulation because I was really bored. And then lo and behold, like Mr. Wonderful waltzes into a room and here we are. Oh wow. man, what a story. Chaz, how do you follow that with your story? Uh, I was just going to say, first of all, I knew the answer that I just wanted Emily to speak more, which saved me a, a bit of time. But yeah, it's, it's tough to follow that up. So for me, I don't know. It's kind of a mix of taken and complicated, whatever that word would be. Complicated. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess it all defaults to complicated. So about four years ago, I was on Bumble and met somebody, fell in love and about three months in, she handed me what looked like a COVID test, but it was for something else. Ooh. Mm. And uh, now we have a wonderful three and a half year old and are living in a house together and uh, trying to figure it all out. Wow. Yeah. Okay, but and so it actually is kind of amazing based on like what we were trying to build with Hey Baby and what happened to be in another dating app was like exactly what we were trying to kind of... Um, put out in front, so to speak. 
Were yeah, you're serendipitous. In parallel, though, were you on Bumble doing market research and then this all happened while <laughs> you're creating Hey Baby? I mean, I was on Bumble to, to meet people. Uh, my app wasn't ready, uh, so I couldn't go on it and meet people that way. Um, and I've been, th- I've been through a lot of the dating apps and even some of the websites through the years. Um, so yeah, Hey Baby was not available, sadly, for me. So then that brings us to the main question at hand. What inspired you to create Hey Baby? What was missing from the others in the marketplace? We know there are a bunch of big hitters out there, but you know, what inspired you? Yeah. So, um, and I, and I should tell you up front, there, there were three of us who founded the company and we kind of all worked on this together from the beginning, but the original inspiration, um, about 10 years ago, I set up, a and, and this actually is a happy accident. I stumbled into dating or into the dating space uh, completely by surprise. Um, I made a, a site for myself uh, where I was the only available person to date. So it was kind of a dating app with one person. Um, and I really did that as a, as like, it wasn't a joke, but it was a thing for, for friends and family to set me up with people. And I thought, uh, match.com isn't working for me and some of these other things aren't working and I'm working way too much. So maybe this would be a fun way to get my friends and family to set me up with people. And then a, a high school buddy put it on his Facebook page. And two weeks later I was on like the BBC talking about it, um, which led to me speaking at the dating conference that year. I mean, it's all still s- surreal um, to be kind of flung into that world so quickly um, and I ended up taking like a year off and becoming a professional dater, kind of. Um, but the insight uh, that we we took from that, so Dico was a longtime advertising colleague and friend of mine, and we were kind of analyzing what happened. And uh, we realized that there was a lot of interest in somebody who was vulnerable and put themselves out there. Like I was very open about wanting a family and wanting to settle down. Um and, uh, I would say three or 4,000 people tried to set me up with their, their friends and their sisters and, and even sometimes their mothers, it was pretty crazy. Um, but the one, the one thing we took away was like, wow, there's like, I'm just a guy saying that this is what I want. But a lot of the dating apps at the time didn't really give people that ability, or at least people weren't seeing dating apps as a, as a way to kind of come out and say, I want to have kids. I want to have a family. And if they did, they were just getting lost in kind of the endless cycle of profiles. Um, so Diego and I sat down and just said, wow, there's, there seems to be a gap here. Um, so we went around and talked to a bunch of people trying to find somebody who would tell us this is stupid and nobody did. So, uh, one of Diego's advertising clients, Renee, loved the idea and ended up giving us enough money to build the app. And then he became a partner and that was, you know, three years ago. So we kind of launched during COVID uh, and here we are now. Here you are now. Well, why did you then feel it was very important to bring on a female executive? That is a great question. Um, So we are three dudes um, talking about, families and procreation and babies and that sort of thing. And what we all have, we're, you know, we all have kids and we're at, at kind of different stages of our, of our parenthood. Um, but you know, I'm a big believer in having all the perspectives and making sure that, you know, we think about all the users and what their experiences are 
and we definitely needed a female in the leadership ranks. And then we thought uh, we just need a woman to run this thing, basically. So um, we went out and we're very lucky to find Emily after a pretty extensive search. Yeah, Emily, go ahead. Why don't you tell us what, what, how that was approached and, and what you thought about coming on and, and taking over for them? Three guys. Well, I, I can I can start backwards and say, you know, now that I'm now that I'm here uh, and I have a deeper understanding of who's on the app um, and what they're looking for, we have about sixty percent women to forty percent men on the app, which is really unusual. Normally, dating apps are just crawling with men looking for opportunities, <laughs> um, and it's really hard to find to find women who want to engage with them. And it's quite the opposite on our app. So, just knowing that, it's really important to have a woman who can like accurately um, reflect their perspective and direct the platform um, in such a way that it's creating an experience that's meaningful for them. Uh, is, it, is it mostly is it mostly women that have babies or that are looking to have it's children? completely split actually among all of our users men and women people who huh. have and don't have kids 50 50 down the line between the 60 percent women and 40 percent men which is super interesting and that it also is. cuts across like the ages of the people on the app as well um, which go up into their 50s and down into their 20s oh wow so, into the 20s. yeah so why yeah do super diverse more women on there than men I think, and this comes from my experience as well, being on the apps previously, uh, if you are family forward with your um, profile or with your interests, you are branded a stage five clinger on a regular app. You're just like, no, nobody wants to talk to you. Nobody's interested in you. If you mention on a date that you're interested in marriage and family, like you're left at the bar. Like it is just not okay to be forward and vulnerable about what you're looking for. Um, and but the whole dating app world, dating in general is designed to diminish your authenticity about who you are as a person. It's all about uh, portraying um, and positioning yourself to be a model of what somebody is supposed to want or supposed to think that they want, not actually who you are. Um, and what I now know being at this company is that people who already have kids uh, are deemed like mommies and daddies for life. And yeah. they're not allowed to have independent identities as humans. So when they go out to date, they're relegated to the single parent dating apps and they don't get a chance to date as people who also happen to be parents or who also happen to have kids. So Hey Baby is the only app that actually creates the possibility for people to like, A, be entire humans who may or may not have kids, but who want to represent themselves that way. And then also can feel safe and comfortable saying, I'm a person who wants this in my life without fear that the person who is looking at their profile or on a date with them is going to run screaming out the door because it's too serious um, or they're too interested in commitment, which is like the stereotype for a reason about you know how dynamics break down on dates. So can can we like so say I went on? All right, I'll just give it my own little backstory. Is that um, most of my friends are had COVID babies? You know, there was people that had either COVID breakups, COVID you know marriages, or now they have one year olds running around. And I've gone to more one year old birthday parties in the last three months than in my entire life, and that's like my whole social calendar now. But I'm obviously single. Um, I'm in my forties, 
And I'm the uncle that carries all the babies around the party when the parents show up and they don't want, you know, I, I go take care of my friend's kids when they like have to do the laundry or they, you know, have to run an errand or whatever. Cause I love kids and I want kids. Now, if I were to go on, Hey baby, are there different levels of like what I could apply for? Like uh, for use of lack of a better word, like, can I go on and be like, okay, well, I want to meet somebody who wants to have kids. And, and then check that column. Okay. I want to meet somebody who wants to have, um, uh, uh, who has a child under the age of two, cause that's where my friends are. And then that child would obviously get along with those kids. Uh, it, like, and then, uh, or a certain age range, like are there certain different things or you just kind of go on and do the whole swipe profile thing like before. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah I think for, I think for now. So one thing we do is we have a pretty deep, kind of family plans portion of the onboarding. Um, so people make it pretty clear about the situation that they're in, the situation that they want. Um, we haven't added those kind of filters yet just because uh, we're growing. Um, but that's something that we've talked about doing at some point. And I do wonder if maybe you're single because you're spending too much time at, at one-year-old birthday parties. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I but think it was I, all the all the decisions leading up to this time <laughs> in my life that probably put me in the single category. But it is like your intentions are clear on your profile. So people can see that you're like cool if they have kids or you want more kids or you're open to adoption or those sorts of things. Um, and then I think as we kind of grow and expand, we'll start adding ways to kind of narrow those searches down. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Like I have quite a few friends who really wanted kids. It never happened for them. And they would love to meet somebody who already has kids. Um, and then conversely, we, we've met with a lot of single parents and talked to a lot of single parents who only want to date single parents because they know what their life is like. They know that if they cancel at the last second, they understand it. Um, which was not something that I'd actually even consider that we'd even talked about, um, before we kind of built the thing. So we're learning a lot from the people around the app now. Um, and we have a lot more learning to do obviously about like who is meeting whom and what's happening there. Yeah. It just cuts to the chase really. And I think that is what I wish all apps did that they really filtered out people who are so outside of your realm. I actually went mm-hmm. out with a guy who I matched with on whatever app. Um, and after bantering back and forth for a bit, we go on a date and he peppers me with questions about like my family planning. And I was like, well, I I'm down for like one kid. I don't know. I don't really want to take care of a thousand. Um, and he's one, like, well, one to a thousand. I like it. Well, it's very dramatic. Um, and so then he was like, well, what if, you know, we settled on three and a nanny? I'm like, no, one and a nanny. And this is not a negotiation. These are like human babies. And I just met you. And it just felt like he was so focused on that topic that everything else felt like there was no reason to even be there because we weren't aligned on that one mm-hmm. very major topic. And so I kind of wish that he had just gone on your app and not taken me to dinner because I felt like my family planning wasn't good enough for him. And I should well, maybe he was trying to see if you were flexible at all. Cause he, ca- it sounds like he was negotiating and you were like, no, this is a dead solid answer. I'm not negotiating here. Well, so maybe he was I just mean, trying to see if you were like flexible down the road of what you would find, you know, like he, if you only had- want one baby and that's it, then he's got to be done. Right. 
Right, well, I would have hoped, but no, he kept trying to push the issue and get more children out of me. I'm like, literally, this is the first time we've ever met. I don't know that I'm going to negotiate multiple children with you just yet. I don't even know if I want multiple dates with you. But anyway, I think we all could have cut to the chase a lot quicker if we had been more clear in our profiles or just been on your app entirely and weeded out anybody that didn't want a soccer team. So can you put how many children you want? Can you also put that you want to have children, but maybe not get married, maybe keep it a little more open-ended? I mean, I think we definitely realize that families come in all shapes and sizes. So, um, and we see that, uh, in the app in terms of like how many we haven't gotten that far, but I do think again, like once we have, you know, a, a huge number of people, we could start to get into some of some of those territories. Um, and I think people like the one thing we want to do is just put this conversation out there because the worst thing that could happen, say you guys didn't talk about that kid thing on your first date and you get six months in your relationship and you're like, holy shit, oh, pardon my language. Um, this guy wants 10 kids and I want one and I just wasted six months and uh, and I don't have that kind of time to waste. So I think for us by nature of what our app is, it promotes those kind of conversations and they're kind of, they're, they're not only acceptable, they're kind of expected. And I I think that goes a long, a long way in just kind of setting the tone for some of those things. Yeah. Well, and to that point, so we don't have a lot of filters set up for how many kids or married or not married. Um, but we do have, a pledge that people take when they onboard the app, when they download it, and then they start to set up their profile that says, I'm here because I'm done with the dating game and I'm over flakes and I'm here because I'm interested in having kids or because I have kids. So already before you're going through like uploading your photo and filling out your profile, you've made a commitment that you're on the app because you're looking for something different. And then with essays and questions, there's a lot of room for people to say, like, I have X number of kids, I'm divorced, I'm partnered, I'm not partnered, I'm looking for something else. And what we find is that people like keep it very high level and they not everybody puts pictures with their kids. They they sometimes do, or they'll just write about like, I'm a you know, I'm a mom and it's really important to me. I'm a dad and um that's my number one job or, you know, my kids have a dad and I'm looking for somebody just for me, or, um, I'm looking to become a part of a family. They, they, they write very intentionally about who they are and what they're looking for directly in their essays, uh, where I think it matters more than giving people the option to filter and search. Um, so that's definitely something that we're going to look into down the line, but for right now, it's really interesting to see how people are presenting themselves kind of with a blank canvas, um, and how they're showing up for each other and how those connections are being made. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Meanwhile, Rob, I have like so many questions for you. (laughs) You're a 40 something guy who lives in LA, who likes reality television. Um, has lots of friends who have kids. Yep. Wants kids. Yep. Is single. Yep. I feel like this is a very solvable problem. Yeah, the fun <laughs> uncle. Who, yeah, I mean, we need a podcast, Emily, so we can invite Rob on. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm here now. Ask me the questions. I'm an open book. 
Okay. Or maybe we just talk off offline and I see which of my friends I can set you up with because I'm here in LA also, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm super curious because, you know, from, from my dating experience, I didn't encounter a lot of guys in their forties who, who wanted kids and who had like deep, rich friendships with people who were coupled also. Like I, I knew lots of the, the LA flakes and Peter Pan guys and you know, they were in they, in LA because they were building their careers or, you know, they were doing them, um, were not particularly reliable or like hit it big and then they disappeared or, um, you know, just different kind of guys than what you sound like in the 30 minutes that I've gotten to talk to you so far. So I'm just super curious. Before we continue with the show, we wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good. Through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations. And the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom weight users finish the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. You know, it's it's funny because like I've always said that if God forbid we found out on the news tonight that a meteor was coming down to smack the earth and we only had a week to live, the only two things I would regret is not being a father and a husband. Those are the only two things I would regret. Those are have been goals in my life since I was little. I grew up with a father who um, you know, was a Vietnam vet who couldn't really throw the ball with me and play and, you know, do all that other stuff. So I always wanted to be a young dad so I could do that with my kids. I just made, you know, LA's tough. And you make some uh, not so great decisions on people that you date sometimes. And there's always the bigger, better deal that some people are looking for. And you don't know who's genuine and who's not uh, when you go into relationships. Also, I probably should have uh, skewed my age range up a little bit when I was dating people. (laughs) So maybe children was better for them at the time. But now I find myself in this spot where I'm actually, you know, I've been asked by my, my lesbian friends, if I would want to be a dad for them, which would be perfect. And Mike, I like, I, I said yes, because, uh, you know, that would take the pressure off the the person that I meet because when I do meet somebody new, I I do want to have kids and it depends on what their age range is and where do I put them in? Whereas like, if I met somebody in their forties, I'd probably say no now because of the amount of kids that I want and the family I want to build. Whereas if I already had a kid with like a lesbian couple where I could still be a dad, then that wouldn't even matter in that relationship with the 40 year old woman, you know? So I just put myself in this 
the situation over. I mean, time in LA goes by so quickly and then you turn around and you're like, Oh shit, here I am, you know? But, uh, yeah, no, that's why I, I mean, this is such a great app that I like it piqued my interest when we were having you guys on as guests. I was like, huh, this is cause I'm not on any dating apps at all. So I'm like, this maybe might be something that I could possibly try, but at the same time, it's scary because you're making a commitment when you do that, right? You're not just meeting people and going, hey, let's see how it goes. You're meeting people with, that are coming on with high hopes. And if you start hitting it off, they, you start, those people probably start thinking about, well, this could be the father to so-and-so, or this could be, I could build a family or, you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. It seems like it speeds up the process maybe a little bit. Well, I think uh, you just have to be clear about your intentions, um, which I guess is what you're saying is that the app basically says like you're interested in that. So um, we would love to convert you from a fun uncle to a potential dad. Uh, and we can send you the link after the call. Okay. Rob, what you just said is so interesting. We actually just spoke to a woman this week um, who had a baby on her own um, about the experiences of having a kid on your own and then going out and dating and looking for a relationship and how it does completely liberate you in terms of your options and your possibilities for a partner. Because when you have a kid by yourself on your own terms, in this case, as you just described, um, with some friends of yours, or in her case by herself, um, you have that really primal fundamental need satisfied and you don't need somebody else to do it for you. So it completely opens up, um, what you're looking for from a partner, what age they could be, what their circumstances might be. Um, and you're getting a lot of your emotional needs satisfied from having your kid. So your expectations from your partner are different as well. Yeah. yeah and we should be clear. This isn't a breeder app. You know, th- this is a romance first family second. And there are apps for that. If you just want the situation um, to have kids. No, that's good to make clear because that can get confusing. That could be confusing to some people that are listening, you know, but that is good that it's romance first. Cause like there is a part of me too. That's just like, I, would I adopt down the road? Of course. I've dated women who have children before and I've stayed in those relationships longer because of the kids. You know, I love the kids. Um, but do I want to have a child of my own and see what that's like and have that feeling of being a father? 100%, you know? So there's, Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, we talk a lot about like how this, how Hey Baby evolves. And just because you're great as a couple doesn't mean you're going to be great as parents. And that's something I've seen a lot of my friends kind of transition into. Um, And and I, you know, my parents were a great, fun, uh, high kicking couple and they had kids and divorced pretty quickly. Um, So we're trying to figure out ways that we can match people as a couple and then start that conversation so they can get on the same page about the kind of important things about raising kids together. Um, it's going to be different for single parents than it is expecting parents. Um, but those are things we really want to do because uh, just introducing people doesn't necessarily mean, Oh, you're going to have a happy family because you both want kids. Uh, so there's a lot of work to be done in, in that area, but I think that's going to be a really important part of, of what Hey baby helps people with. Sounds like if it. Emily agrees, if Emily agrees, <laughs> <laughs> I a thousand percent agree. Yes. Good. Well, that is awesome. And we love that you have your users or members, if you will, um, take an oath and 
adhere to that when using the app so that it's of the highest intention and, you know, being respectful and all of that fun stuff. But does that eliminate any sorts of Tinder swindlers and scammers? Uh, you know, you're never going to eliminate those eggs, um, from dating apps, but, um, you know, we're constantly working on ways to, to reduce that. And we've done a, uh, actually Emily came on, she's like, we do selfie verification, but why don't we make that mandatory? Um, everybody should have to do that. At least, you know, they are who they say they are. Um, and we have some really smart moderators who kind of work in the background too. And, and look for a kind of telltale sign. So we've done a really good job of filtering those people out. Um, Cause you're you adding know, a whole are, other, you're, you're adding a whole other level to it too with the yep. kids. Right. So you're like, yep. exactly. Somebody can say yep. they have children and they could either not, or they could have older children when they, somebody wanted a younger family. You know what? I, does that make sense? Does like, yeah, we're, we're super sensitive, right? Like yeah. we're creating this space and we're really proud of it where people can come and be their whole selves and be really vulnerable about what they're looking for uh, and fast track that search for a partner, like jumping ahead to gate to date 10. Um, and in order to really make that possible, we have to be super protective of, of the environment that we're creating for people on the platform. That being said, uh, to the nature of the beast, there are always going to be creepers and creepers are going to creep. And we can verify people and make sure they are who they say they are. And we can moderate their behavior on the app and we can create a reporting system where if users are having a negative experience, they can bring it to our attention and we can act on it. Um, but unfortunately, it's it's just human nature that there are always going to be, as Chad said, some bad eggs out there. Um, and that's really unfortunate, but we're extra sensitive to it and extra vigilant about it because we are dealing with families and with kids. So it's our number one priority in terms of protecting our user base and our community and making sure that this is a safe platform for people to engage on. And that is a really fair question. And that in itself is very attractive. I think as somebody who is putting themselves out in the internet universe, (laughs) trying to find love to know that you're actually being met by real people on the other end of that who are looking for the same thing because it's, as you said, a very vulnerable thing to do. And like Rob's not even into the whole thing just yet, but I frequent all of them. I'm on your app. I'm on all of the apps because I don't know what I'm doing right now, but um, (laughs) I have noticed on one of the major ones that I've, you know, relied upon for many, many years prior to learning of yours that there it's rampant. Every person on there is foreign and uses the same photos. And Mm -hmm. it is so frustrating because also you pay at a certain level to get certain features. And yet none of that eliminates those catfishers. And it's a waste of time. It's frustrating. It's discouraging. It's just so many things that are problematic with what, you know, we're trying to do and that's to find love. So thankfully you have put in place some practices that eliminate to the, the best of your ability, the people that suck and are doing, yeah. you know, yeah. well, Hey Creeper was our first app. And we said, nah, there's already <laughs> enough of that out there. So. But maybe someone has to make one for them. So they have a home and can get off the other app. 
They're like the leopard. It is true. It is true, though. You put the name baby in it, right? And just like baby on board in a car, people are going to be you. You 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 tend to take a little bit more seriously of what you're doing. You know, you probably don't want to try to hurt people or go on there and scam anybody when the word baby is there, right? Yeah, I would never hit a car with a baby in it. But if you don't have a baby, then watch out. Oh, I mean, you don't. You just pass when you're stealing from cars. You go. You go around the one that has the baby on board on it, right? I mean. No, everybody. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, you try in LA, you don't have a lot of places to go around, but yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> with the pandemic behind us, who's to say, but at least the airlines are moving past it. So did you see any sort of uptick in people wanting to couple up because they had to quarantine together or was there a decrease because people were quarantining with their families and couldn't get all their children sick by, you know, inserting a new person into their lives? Well, I mean, it's interesting because we launched right as COVID started and we thought, is this a disaster? But we all thought COVID was going to be over in June of that year. So um, the entire dating industry saw a lot of growth during COVID because people are home. They had time to kind of, you know, join apps and set up profiles and meet people. And I think there were a lot of video dates, you know, versus the in-person dates, Um but now, yeah, now that things are loosening up, we actually, we, we don't know uh, what the success stories are. We have heard here and there that people have met and fallen in love. So we have some work to do to kind of get those stories out and, um, and yeah, know a little bit more about that. But we are seeing spring, spring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hard. Yeah. <laughs> For the past couple of weeks blossoming all over the place, which is I'm sure pretty there exciting. People, yeah. I'm sure there's people on the other end of that that are like, let's get a date together with your kids because they need to get out and play and we need time to ourselves and we could have play date type date type stuff, right? Get them out. Well, you, you've Busy. totally hit on it. Yep. So we're actually also building out a community element, um, where people can, uh, commiserate uh, about the challenges of, of looking for love on the apps as you know, wherever they are in their, in their relationship stages and also for people to connect and form friendships while they're going through this process of looking for a mate. And exactly as you just said, Rob, you know, people who have kids want to be social with each other while they're looking for partners, the same way people who are single, like making friends during the process too. So we're building out a whole community element for that. Um, and when the time is right, we'll do some events in the real world based on that as well. Um, but right now we're enjoying seeing that like, as it's getting a little bit warmer, uh, we're seeing the other side of cuffing season. People are getting excited to couple up in the spring. And I think combined with uh, the relaxation around COVID, people are, are popping onto the app and, um, and getting a little frisky on it pretty quickly. And that's fun to see. But so then cool. do you also provide a babysitter so that these people <laughs> out with each other? Do they share a babysitter so that it's one babysitter per couple? That's definitely a biz dev idea. And I appreciate the suggestion. I will work on that and circle back with you about that. Hey, me, I'm available. I told you, I watch all my friends' kids. I'll just okay, but that's, that's Yeah, Rob, let's get you on the app first. Let's get you on the app first. Yeah, let's help this guy. And in the meantime, while we're, you know, convincing him to create a profile, what else can we expect to come from Hey Baby? What's next? You mentioned filters, events, community. What else can people expect and why should they join immediately? Emily? 
just waiting for you, Chess. Uh, certainly, we are going nationwide. We launched in three markets uh, two years ago. We launched in California, New York, and the Texas Triangle, um, and are growing organically internationally, uh, excuse me, nationally, but are putting resources behind that to create the biggest pool for people to match from. Um, again, with kind of restrictions lifting, people aren't geographically bound in the way they have been. Um, so we want to make sure that our, as people are moving around, they're able to connect with people wherever they are. Um, and we are also teeing up to go overseas to our first international market. So that's that's definitely a reason, just a, a deep pool to swim in of people who are looking for the same things that you are also to be in community while you're dating. Um, it's really easy to go off platform and out into the world and hear stories about, about swindlers and creeps and just how hard it is out there. Um, but we want you to be able to find people who are on the same platform as you are and share experiences about dating um, and what you're learning about the right time to introduce your date to your family or how to talk about what your family plan is or how to think about the future um, with people who are going through the same experiences you are in real time, um, as well as to take that offline into the real world. So those are the two big things we have coming up. And then as we um, get into a deeper pool of users nationwide, we are going to offer more filters along the lines of what you were talking about, Rob, in terms of are you looking to get married or not? What age range are your kids? Um, but for right now, we've just got it open for people to express themselves and say who they are and what they're looking for um, and to give them a really safe platform that we are gate checking all the time for them on which to do it. Wow. Yeah. And just to add one tiny thing to that. Um, and once we kind of get everything worked out exactly the way we want, and it's getting pretty close, we're going to start, uh, working on an Android version because we get a lot we're right now we're only on iOS, but we get a lot of people asking about the Android version. So, um, do people with yeah. iOS date people with Android though? I hate, I always hated that when that happened, that was really like a deal breaker. It's the worst when you can't see them texting back to you. Right. Like it's just like staring into a black hole. Yeah. I can't see those three dots. <laughs> yep. I need them. But that keeps mystery alive in the relationship. So I guess it'll do. And it widens the pool. We can't have it all. Too many filters don't help anybody. Yeah. So we'll let the Android folks in. So thank you so much for taking us through everything. Hey baby. And your personal stories. We are so happy you could join us and we've been looking forward to this. Remind everyone where they can find both of you on social media, maybe even Clubhouse or uh, <laughs> how to get in touch otherwise and get Hey Baby. You can download Hey Baby from the App Store. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Hey Baby Dating. Uh, you can catch us on the web at HeyBaby.com because we also have a blog there that Chaz and I write and it is hilarious. Um, and we are excited to see you in all of those places. Uh, not currently on Clubhouse, but clearly have to return because I'm never going to escape that. And we are so grateful that you had us on today. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Of course. Come back anytime when you release new features. We want to hear about them. And everyone yes. listening, don't forget to sign up for Hey Baby and keep tuning in to It's Complicated, where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff. And while you're there, please subscribe, rate, comment, and share it with a friend. And if you want to join the class of master daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show. Rob, where can everyone find you? You can find me at Forever's Evers on Instagram, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-S-E-V-O-R-S. And you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meds and on Hey Baby. <laughs> all 
All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers.